Hello, it's Painter Sharpless, and you're listening to the Locked on Ole Miss podcast brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar has taken care of me. I guarantee you they'll do the same for you, and they're doing so off the jump. Just go to BuiltBar.com, enter promo code Locked On. that's BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On for $10 off your first box. Delicious, low-calorie, low-sugar, helps you get plenty, and I mean plenty of protein, maintain weight, delicious snack if you need it to be, can help you up your weight, or... Or just have a snack. Treat yourself. All right, it tastes delicious, and there's lots of different flavors, nutty and non-nutty. Again, that's BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on for $10 off your first box. Today on the show, we discussed the most recent Ole Miss football commit and offensive tackle, and a large man, might I add, plus a home-and-home series with a team that maybe you weren't ready for, and it's all the way down in 2028, some baseball news, and of course, a good bit of rambling from yours truly. All right, let's dive in. As always, but first, a word from the folks who make this podcast possible. Y'all know the deal. Be sure, be sure that no matter what you do, you enjoy a delicious, savory, low-calorie, low-sugar Built Bar. You can do no wrong with Built Bar. Built Bar, of course, is making it simple on you. Just go to BuiltBar.com and use Locked On. That's right, promo code Locked On for $10 off your first box they've done me right they'll do you right unless you want to be done dirty in which case you simply need to go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on for ten dollars off your very good dirty delicious built bar march madness is right around the corner if you want to win your office pool you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the locked on college basketball podcast Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening? You're listening to the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. Let's dive right in. Uh, you're Ole Miss Rebels, baby. What's been happening? How was your Memorial Day? Was it all right? I hope you were safe. Hope it was well. Hope you uh, thought about, you know, what it is Memorial Day is about. A little bit of a distinction between Veterans Day and Memorial Day. I'm not going to lecture you guys. I think you all uh, know the difference. But just a reminder, it is a, shall we say, solemn day uh, in many ways, but also an extra day and, quite frankly, a day to yourself, to your family, maybe your friends, not sure. Uh, depends on where you are in the country, probably, and just how seriously you are taking everything as the death toll has climbed to more than 100,000. But I digress. In other news, South Alabama announced, well, the athletic director of South Alabama, South Alabama director of athletics, Dr. Joel Erdman, spelled with two N's, one end wasn't good enough. He announced that the school reached an agreement with Ole Miss. The Jaguars and the Rebels will play in Oxford September 2nd, 2028. Wow. Wow. Nine and ten-year-olds will be playing in that game when they uh, when they hit the trail. But that's all right. Or when they hit the field. Excuse me. This is what he had to say. This is what Steve Campbell had to say. Excuse me. We are very excited to sign this home-and-home contract with Ole Miss. It will be the first time a Southeastern Conference opponent visits South 
since the Jaguars played host to Mississippi State on September 13, 2014. This comes from a South Alabama Athletics Media Relations press release. Or uh, for whoever it's worth, if you wanted to give credit to someone, give credit to the director of athletics. Give, give credit to the person who wrote this, the SID. I don't care who you give it credit to. Ole Miss is one of six opponents from the conference that the Jaguars will play in the next decade. Florida's on the schedule this year, Tennessee in 2021. A few years down the road, LSU 2024, followed by the in-state Auburn Tigers in 2025 with Kentucky in 2026. Do you care about this? You really shouldn't. Ole Miss should win this game. Uh, We'll find out what happens down the road. South has played six games against league members in the program's first 11 years of existence. In addition to the first contest with Ole Miss, the Jags completed a three-game series with Mississippi State. That, of course, highlighted by a 21-20 victory in Starkville, Yes, ha, 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 we are laughing. We are laughing. So there's your news. If you needed some South Alabama football news and we could parlay it into a little Ole Miss news, you got it. Memorial Day, check. South Alabama news, check. How about some recruiting news? Three-star offensive lineman Micah Pettis committed to your Ole Miss Rebels. Pettis made the announcement through his personal Twitter account, at Micah Pettis 2 the numeral two, to be specific, want to give the man his credit. Maybe you want to go follow him. Afterward, Ole Miss offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach Jeff Levy retweeted said tweet. Levy is one of the two primary recruiters, according to 24-7 Sports. That, along with he, excuse me, along with offensive line coach Randy Clements. The rundown, he's a six foot eight, 318 pounder. Wow, a big boy. You just can't teach size. Ha, 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 ha. He is the number 109 offensive tackle in the country, according to 24-7 Sports. He holds 30-some offers, but it's important to note that just because you have an offer does not mean you're actually a part of the plans of a bunch of programs. However, a good sign and look. You can take raw size and strength and athleticism and with the right coaching and a whole other list of factors that I won't go into because I've not played offensive line. Uh, you can clearly come out as a very talented lineman. Uh, it is probably the hardest position on the field to scout. I don't know where where else you would go. It's definitely one of them. I think it is why you see so many three stars or a number of three stars who end up having better careers. And I'm I'm just using three stars more as a middle of the road. Like there are other positions where I think you can expect a bit more, not to say as there obviously are busted other positions, but look, guys, grow at different rates. It's easier, I think, at the high school level to bully people. You don't need nearly as much technique. I mean, think about the difference of blocking Joe Schmo at Centerville High versus coming in and blocking the best lineman in the league last year, which was Derek Brown, who went in the top 10 and was it a unanimous All-American? Like, there probably is a considerable difference, and uh, there's a learning curve there. So, with that said, don't let the number 109 offensive tackle deter you, ladies and gentlemen. 6'8", 318 pounds. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Pettis is from Harvest, Alabama. He has been to some Ole Miss camps. He uh, went to one of those camps in March, but left without a scholarship offer. However... On April 30th, the Rebels pulled the trigger. 
Pettis said this, I did a workout for Ole Miss on my own and sent it to them. I can't go to their camp this summer because of the virus. I did the next best thing I could and just filmed me doing a lot of drills. I got an offer from Coach Lane Kiffin. Coach Kiffin basically told me he doesn't care about the stars. He likes the way I play on the field. Again, we'll go back. There's a caveat here. You absolutely scout players regardless of stars, but stars matter. There's a general consensus. There will be bust at the four- and five-star position, but at a disproportionate rate, five-stars and high four-stars go off to the NFL. So take it for what it's worth. If you scout properly, yes. We saw this with Isaiah Simmons at Clemson who, you know, could seemingly do everything for that defense and then was drafted in the first round. There are plenty of guys, and there are many more examples than just Simmons, of players who are three and four stars or even lower. You know, J.J. Watt will enter the chat undoubtedly and tell you he was a two-star or something. I'm just saying it's both in the context of what Pettis is saying about not caring about stars can be true, while it's also true that generally Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, Georgia – definitely Alabama, like all those programs are consistently in the playoff because they consistently have the most talent. So you cannot care about stars to an extent, and that's the right thing to tell a player like Pettis who is a three-star and seemingly has a lot of upside, but let's not kid ourselves. Lane Kiffin does care about stars, not so much in winning recruiting ranking battles because that ultimately means very little, but if you are raking in a bunch of four and five stars, I don't care if you buy into stars or not, it's obvious the consensus is that player can ball. So, wrapping it up, putting a bow on it. Pettis' commitment now makes him the fourth commitment in the class, along with Braylon Brown, Adonai Mitchell, MJ Daniels, the other names there to look out for. A wide receiver, a wide receiver, an athlete, and a tackle. That puts Lane Kiffin's first full class at a national rank of 71st, and an SEC rank of 13. I know what you're thinking. Whoa, Painter. We've been talking a lot about recruiting and stars and everything. What are we going to do? Just give it some time. We're in weird territory here with this this here pandemic. Just give it some time. You guys can get mad at me by the uh, midway point of the summer if it hasn't gotten any better. All right? In other news that can be somewhat measured and that can also be a bit subjective, The Ole Miss Rebels come inside your top 10 most difficult schedules for the 2021 season, according to 24-7 Sports. The schedule, of course, as we've begun to go over here in the Lockdown Ole Miss podcast, includes a neutral site game against Baylor. If you missed the podcast from earlier, that's right. Let's see, what was the date for Saturday's podcast in which I talked to Tim Watkins? Saturday, the 23rd of May. So go back and listen to that, a deep dive into the Baylor Bears and what you can expect from Dave Aranda in Season 1. But seriously, that'll be a formidable challenge and actually should be one of the better games of the year considering some of the unknowns. I think generally even rosters and a very weak first week of the college football, a very weak uh, season one, I should say. Season one, what in God's name is going on? Week one is weak. That's what I'm trying to say. And that's part of the reason why two unranked teams with new head coaches could be one of the best matchups we get. That's your Ole Miss Rebels. All right, not worried about Southeast Missouri. Auburn, LSU, at LSU, by the way. Then you host Alabama. You go to Nashville for Vandy. Go down to the Swamp. You host UConn. Then you travel to College Station early in November. Then you go to Arkansas. So back-to-back games there. Georgia Southern, look out. Should win, but you never know. And Mississippi State, 
So it appears from first glance that at least five of those teams will be top 25 teams. Auburn, LSU, Alabama, Florida, and A&M, certainly. Who knows? Anything wild could happen there. Anything wild could happen, you know? Baylor, seemingly the wild card. I I don't think that it's going to be a year in which they stick around the top 25, but who knows? You know, have an opinion painter, really. I I don't think that Baylor is going to be a top 25 team, but that's all right. I think there is certainly room to disagree with me and certainly room to think that if the Rebels lose, maybe there is something to Dave Aranda. The main thing here is that obviously Ole Miss has a very difficult schedule and it's going to be that way so long as you are in the SEC West. I know that seems obvious, but Alabama and LSU are almost certainly as it currently stands going to be top 10 teams consistently. We'll be curious to see and we will talk to Brody Miller of The Athletic soon about that LSU team, how they respond after just running through the college football world, and that's putting it lightly. They're going to be one of the most talented teams in the uh, the country, regardless of what they lost. A&M very well could be a top 10 team. I think they run into a similar problem, though. It's like they're recruiting really well, and I've highlighted that on this program before. I just don't think it's going to matter. And this like They're going to lose three, four games almost every year because of who they're in the division with. So that's really what you need to know is you got a bunch of top 10, top 15 opponents in the SEC West every season. And until the recruiting gets consistently better, it is just tough sledding. In other related news, the Manning Passing Academy football camp was canceled or is canceled really is what I should be saying. According to a report from NOLA.com, camp leader and former NFL quarterback Archie Manning decided it was best, he's right, to cancel this year's camp to minimize the risk of spreading the disease His sons, former quarterbacks Peyton and Eli, as well as Cooper, you already likely aware of that, heavily involved with the camp. This is what Archie Manning, or at least the Manning Passing Academy, released in a statement. Quote, it has been a very challenging year for all of us. My family, I'm sure your family as well, has been concerned with the COVID-19 pandemic and has been sheltering in place and following the guidelines set forth by our states. We've been blessed to be entering our 25th year of the Manning Passing Academy abbreviated. I like that. My boys and I, along with our staff at the Manning Passing Academy, have been committed to providing the best football camp in the nation and always under the safest conditions possible. Good on them. It's the right decision. I don't think it's a difficult call, but it might have been for them. I'm sure that one, they probably look forward to it. And two, I imagine it makes them a lot of money. So good on them for doing what's right, even if it wasn't easy. Although I think the decision was pretty clear. You'd be surprised, Painter. And finally, we wrap up with some baseball news. How about that? Courtesy of your Ole Miss Athletics Media Relations, Tyler Keenan, Anthony Servideo, and Doug Nicassie were named to the 20, can't read, to the 2020 Collegiate Baseball All-American teams. Keenan was tabbed as the top third baseman in the nation as the lone first-team All-American. Servideo was selected as the second-team shortstop beyond only the National Player of the Year, Nick Gonzalez, at his position. And Nikhazy was chosen as one of six Southeastern Conference pitchers on the third team. Good news there. While we're giving some praise to the baseball team whose season was cruelly cut short, Timoko was selected to the SEC Community Service Team all over the place today. But that's going to do it for your Locked On Ole Miss podcast today. Hope you could handle my ADHD. And if not, that's not a problem because we'll be back at it Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday this week. That's right. It's your team every day. Woo! Okay. Seriously, catch you Wednesday. We'll run down that football schedule, dive into the nitty-gritty, if you will, or if you won't. Catch you back here all week. It's the Locked on Ole Miss podcast. Thanks for hanging out. Y'all be easy.